We're in Ecclesiastes chapter 11. If you have a Bible, you go to the Psalms right in the middle, and it's two books over from the Psalms. Um, if you need a Bible, there's some on the back table. By the way, that back table is full of books that you can check out or buy. And Liz or Hannah would love to help you with that. So we're in Ecclesiastes, or if you have a handout, you can just look at the passage there. Um, Ecclesiastes, if you've been coming, you know, is a, is a story of this guy named the preacher. And he's trying to find what's the, what's the key to the good life. And he's looked at possessions and pleasure and wisdom and all these things. And tonight he's talking about youth and old age, being young versus being old. And uh, all of you guys feel like, like, it's like you know theoretically that one day you will not be young, okay? But none of you know, like existentially, that you're not going to be young forever. Okay? You, will, you feel like you're going to be young forever. The other day I had lunch with Blair Love, and later on she told me that her probably 50-something-year-old professor said, oh yeah, I saw you out at Panera with your dad. Um... <laughs> Not like really cool looking young uncle or like that would have been the one time I would have been okay with like, oh, with your youth pastor or something like that. Um, But your dad and I'm 31. Like I am three people's dad, but they're clearly not like 21, 22 years old. Um, It happens really fast. You go from, like, everyone thinks I'm in college to people think that I'm a grown person's dad, like, really, really fast. And um, so the preacher is, is going to tell us about slowing down and enjoying our youth. So let's read uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, starting in verse 7. We're going to read all the way to verse 8 of chapter 12, um, but we're really just going to kind of focus on this passage here in, verse, in chapter 11. So let's read. This is God's word. Light is sweet, and it's pleasant for the eyes to see the sun. So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. Um, But let him remember the days of darkness will be many. All that comes is vanity. Rejoice, O man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment. Remove vexation from your heart and put away pain from your body, for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. Remember also your creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain. This is a sort of a long poem about what it's like to be, to be old. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent, And the grinders cease because they are few, and those who look through the windows are dimmed, and the doors on the street are shut, when the sound of the grinding is low, and one rises up at the sound of a bird, and all the daughters of song are brought low. They are afraid also of what is high, and terrors are in the way. The almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper drags itself along, and desire fails, because man is going to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. For the silver cord is snapped, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern, and the dust returns to the earth as it was, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, all is vanity. It's God's word. Let's ask God's blessing. 
Father, we're grateful for your, for your word, and uh, we're grateful that you care about us. The psalmist says, when I consider the stars and the moon and everything that you've made, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him. But Lord, we know that you care deeply about what's happening here tonight, because we're opening your word. So Lord, would you bless it, give us hearts and, uh, and minds to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, by the way, that whole section there, when you're like, what is going on? It's basically like an allegory of what it's like to be old. So it's like when the grinders don't, see, it's like you can't grind food anymore because all your teeth fall out. Okay. Um, so we're talking about youth tonight, uh, in search of youth. And I just want to say before I say anything else, I'm sorry, because the place where you probably feel the worst about being young is in like church settings. I kind of feel like when you're like, high school to college age, like the the whole thing is just like, well, one day you'll mature and you'll grow up. And now you're sort of, you know, you're sort of immature and there's not really a place for you in the church. But interestingly enough, this guy, this preacher is coming and saying, no, 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 being young is a really, really good thing. And you should rejoice in that. And and he tells us to do three things. So if you have a handout, you'll see that there's a, uh, there's an outline on there. And they all start with an R, and I didn't even have to force that because it's just how it was in the passage, so it's great. Uh, it says, rejoice because youth is awesome. Remove, we'll get to that in a second, you are not invincible. And remember, your creator is the source of all joy. So rejoice because youth is awesome. Look at the beginning of the passage. Um, so it says, so if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. Okay, but then below that he says, rejoice, O young man, in your youth. Every stage of your life has a lot of blessing to it, okay? Um, when you're a child, you're sort of carefree. Everything is, is wonderful. Um, you don't have the burdens and worries of the world. When you get to be your age, there's a lot of great blessings. Uh, you know, when you get to be my age, like I have children, and I understand a scope and dimension of love and loving another person that you've yet to experience. You know, there's, there's different blessings in all stages of life. Um, but he's saying rejoice especially... When you're young, and actually rejoice in being young. That being young is a wonderful, beautiful thing. Is it the key to the good life? No. Okay. He says it's vanity, it's going to pass away. It's not the key to the good life. It's not to be sought um, to satisfy you. But you can do a lot of really cool, wonderful things when you are in your age and stage that you can't do at other times. Okay. Um, if you guys wanted to, a group of you could just decide to go camping tonight, okay? You could go camping, you could pick a place, it would be a terrible night to do it because it's like 40 and raining, um, so please don't. Um, but you could go camping tonight, you could just pick up tonight, go camping, not a big deal, no one's going to miss you, like no one's going to not get fed, or like not get taken to school, or like a bill's not going to get paid, like you can just go camping tonight if you wanted to. You could go after this and you could eat, you know, you could drink three cookout milkshakes, and eat like 11 crunchy Taco Bell tacos at 2 a.m. tonight. And when I see you tomorrow at like 10 o'clock, you'll feel fine. Um, a lot of you will feel fine. You guys, some of you guys work out like five or six times a week. Literally, my doctor told me, you need to get 20 minutes, your heart rate up for 20 minutes three times a week. In my office the other day, I listened to Kendrick Lamar on my headphones. And I was like basically jogging in place and doing lunges. And, like, I couldn't walk upstairs earlier because I did lunges for 20 minutes listening to Kendrick Lamar. Um, 
But, I mean, you can go on dates. Okay, you can go on dates with no strings attached. Um, just remember that you can do that, by the way. Um, you could dye your hair. You could travel to Europe. You could take time off of school to do missions or time off of school to go to a discipleship school like Hannah Hayworth is doing next semester, which we're really excited about that. You could start a band, okay? Uh, I can't really start a band right now. Like, my wife is like, you know what? The time is already limited enough with the children. But when I was in college, I played in an ACDC cover band. And we were really good. And we played at summer conference, and that's a true story. So that's another reason why you should go. Um, Basically, the Bible, and so God himself is telling you, you're young, and you should enjoy that. Like, you should rejoice in that. Like, it's okay. And some of you guys really need to hear, it's okay for you to enjoy being young. Okay? Some of you think somehow that, like, Jesus is only happy with you when you're, like, really serious about your life and you're, like, an adult all the time and you've got your life all buttoned up and together. But what I want, and you're so anxious to, to like, just be a grown-up and have all the responsibilities and just put all the stuff of college behind you. Oh, I'm so sick of college. I'm like, well, you're a sophomore. Um, So, only halfway there. Um, I want you to hear Jesus tonight from his word. The, The one that created you and loves you, telling you tonight that he loves that you're young. And he's delighting in the fact that you're young. And he wants you to rejoice in being young. And I want you to hear him telling you, don't be in such a rush to be a grown-up. Okay? Um, Jesus wants you to be happy and be young. Okay? Some of you guys really, really need to hear that. But some of you guys need to hear this next part. And that is remove. You're not invincible. Um, There's basically two kinds of people in the world. People who think that fail videos are awesome and hilarious, and people with no sense of humor. And um, I have probably seen hundreds of these videos while my wife judges me from across the room and refuses to watch it, because that's people getting hurt. I'm like, Um, But through my extensive research of people getting hurt, um, of people falling into dumpsters doing parkour, Uh, the vast majority of said people falling into said dumpsters doing parkour seem to be below the age of 25. Um, Because when you're in your age and stage, there's a sense of invincibility. There's a sense that you could pretty much do anything you wanted to, and you're never going to get old. Okay? And you're never going to be sore from 20 minutes of Kendrick Lamar lunges. But I'm telling you that it's coming. Look in verse, in verse 9 again. He says, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, um, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment. He's saying, look, live freely. Okay, you have freedom. If you know God, you have freedom to just live and be natural and just make decisions. But remember that there are consequences for the things you do. So... If you look in verse 10, he says, remove vexation from your heart. Okay, there are things that by living the ordinary course of life will vex you. They will stress you. They will make you 
um, pessimistic toward the world and jaded. He's saying, put those things away. And then he says, put away pain from your body. And that word where it says pain really is, means evil. Put away evil from your body. Basically what the preacher is saying is, why would, you're supposed to be enjoying your youth. Why would you let a foolish relationship or a really silly decision steal the joy of your youth? Um, I, I've been there. I made the, the bad decisions. And there, when I look back on my college time, you know, I, I want to look back with joy. But I'm just like, there was just some stupid things. And the preacher is basically telling you what a lot of seniors in the room could tell you that have, uh, you know, tasted it all, used and abused their body, and used and abused other people's bodies, and sowed their wild oats. And to a person, I'm sure they'll tell you that they're not any better for it. Um, they're, they haven't gained joy by doing those things, by sort of living um, in a way that God says that's not going to give you joy, because it wears you out. It really does. I know some 21-year-old people on this campus that I'm friends with. I'm like, you look like you're pushing 40. Um, because living hard, man, it just wears, wears you out and doesn't give you use. So he's, saying, he's basically saying like, he's like a dad, which I am, to a 22-year-old person. Um, hey, don't, that joy of your youth, don't waste it with harmful pursuits. Because, and this is what he says right there at the end, he says, for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. Now, he's not saying they don't mean anything. He's saying that word means it's like a breath. It's like a vapor. Like, it's going to be here, and then it's going to be gone. It's going to be over like that. I watched Interstellar the other night, and, um, which is a great movie. I, that was one of the first movies I've seen in, a, like, a long time. I forgot I was watching a movie for, like, two hours. Like, it got over, and I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> um... And she was like, we've been married for seven years. Uh, uh, but I won't ruin it for you, but there's a lot. It's a, it's a space movie with Matthew McConaughey, which tells you all you need to know. And there's a part where they have to travel down to a planet, okay? And if you've seen the movie, you know, the time, because of, like, black holes and relativity and things that I don't understand, and I'm not sure that Christopher Nolan also understands, um, when, when the time on this planet, an hour on this planet is like seven years earth time, okay? But they, for some reason, all three of them have to go. I'm like, why can't just one go? The one that doesn't have kids, I'm dying on the inside. And uh, so they go down to this planet, and they're trying to make it quick. But something happens while they're down there. They get hit by this huge wave. And they're down on the planet for like two and a half hours, three or maybe three and a half hours. And so they left one guy on the spaceship. When they come back up, they've been gone for 23 years, Okay? And Matthew McConaughey has children. It is the most heart-wrenching thing. And what's really heart-wrenching about it is that feels like my life. Uh, I'm 31. Best case scenario, I have lived at least a third of my life. Okay? I'm probably pushing half of my life right now. And it goes by like that. That's what it feels like. I was only here for a couple hours. And yet, here we are. The days are long, but the years are short, my friends. Um, being young won't last forever. I texted a friend of mine who's pushing 60. He makes me feel good about myself. Because um, he's old. 
And he could be my dad. Um, uh, just like I'm Blair's dad. And uh, I texted him, because he always talks about this kind of stuff, and I said, you know, what would you tell our students if you were talking about this passage? And he said, tell them to embrace their mortality. They're gonna die. It's not a theory. And old age sucks. That's what he told me to tell you. By the way, he is the boss over everyone in RUF, and that was what he told me to tell you. Um, Embrace your mortality. You're gonna die. It's not a theory. It's coming for every single person in the room, and that's what the poem there in verse in chapter twelve is all about. Probably the only band that I would pay a hundred dollars to see is Radiohead, and um, I love Radiohead. And they have a great song called Fake Plastic Trees. If, this is a, if you should know this song in case you're going to sing karaoke at any point in your life. Because uh, it's a great karaoke song. And, um, but anyway, there's a, there's a line. He talks about the, this, this, this woman. She, she lived with this man. And it says, he, he used to do surgery for girls in the 80s. But gravity always wins. Okay? He was a plastic surgeon, right? But gravity always wins. One day, could be 20 years, could be tonight, everyone in this room is going to be dead. Okay? I'm beginning to feel that that's a real possibility in my life. It's going to happen. And so, how do, how do we sort of join this call to rejoice, you're young, with this sort of sobering, it's going to be over like that? How do we do rejoice in your youth and embrace your mortality and the way that the preacher puts that is he calls us to remember and this is this is the last bit look at the beginning of chapter 12 he says remember also your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw near before you get old um the christian life i I make no assumption that everyone here is a christian i assume and hope that there are many people in this room that aren't a christian or you're not sure where you're at and we're thrilled to have you, and this is a great place. And by the way, if you're like, yeah, I'm not sure where I am. That summer conference thing sounds cool, like, but I'm not sure if I'm a Christian. Enough to get, please, just come. Um, we're really glad that you're here. But the Christian life is all about remembering. Okay, if you read the Bible, a main theme in the Bible is to remember. Okay, so if you're in the Old Testament, God saves these people out of Egypt, right? It's like this amazing thing. And then it, basically as soon as they get out, He's calling them to remember. There was a meal that you did. I want you to do that meal every year to remember how I saved you out of Egypt. If you're a Christian and you go to church every Sunday, okay, the reason why you go every Sunday is because you're remembering what? Does anyone know? Well, it's the Sabbath, but right. But what event are you celebrating every Sunday? The resurrection. Every single Sunday is a call to remember that something happened. That Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day. And that's why we celebrate, um, we celebrate the resurrection every Sunday. You go to church and you take a little tiny piece of bread and a little tiny cup of wine or juice. And what does Jesus say? Do this in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until you come. Remember what I've done. Our whole being with Jesus is all about remembering. And so the, the preacher is calling us to remember. But he says, it's interesting. He says, remember your creator. 
Um, I think when, when you guys are where you are, and things are going great, things, you know, that's fine. You don't think about it. But when things are hard, and, like, you're, like, not sure if this major is going to work out, or, like, you thought you were going to marry this person and you broke up, or you had to transfer, you transferred here, you're going to transfer somewhere else, it can be really tempting to think, like, your life doesn't have purpose or meaning. And what the preacher is telling you, he says, remember your creator. Remember that you're not here as a result of some blind chance. You're here because someone created you. There is radical intentionality in your life. Because someone, namely Jesus, took you and he made you just as you are and has a future and a life for you. Remember that you have purpose. Yes, you are going to get old. Okay. Best case scenario is you get old. All right. Yes, you are going to die. And you want to know real joy. If joy is real, then joy is something that's with you when things are really going well and when things are really, really bad. Some of you guys have felt that deep, like the really hard stuff, losing someone. If it's real joy, it's with you in that moment, the same as when you graduate from college. And so if you want to know joy that can be young and be old and face death and joy when you fail. I want you to listen to two of my favorite passages in the whole Bible about having joy. I've said these before, but write them down. Hebrews 12 says that we should look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. When Jesus went to the cross to die, we were just talking about it in our dorm Bible studies the other day. When Jesus went to the cross... And he was mocked and he was stripped naked, shamefully hung. Can you imagine just not even dying, just being hung naked in front of everybody at that? When he was mocked, when he was spit on, when he was beaten, and when he was killed and left, he was left to die on the cross. You ever think about why he did that? Jesus went to the cross and endured the cross for a joy. And you know what that joy was? If you belong to Jesus, that joy was you. He said, my joy is being with you, being with my people. So I'm going to go to the cross. And really closely related to that, it's maybe my favorite passage in all of Scripture. In Matthew 13, Jesus tells a story about a guy. He says, the kingdom is like this guy. And he's working in a field. And he finds some treasure buried in this field. And it's so awesome that he leaves. And in his joy, he sells everything that he has And goes and buys that field. Jesus is that person that found you. And in his joy gave up everything that he had. In order to have you. To be with you. Not just to be with some people. To be with you. Specifically. Because he loves you. And he delights in you. If you belong to Jesus. You are his joy. And his delight. This morning I watched my wife hold our three month old baby. And the baby was just sprawled out. Totally at peace. And my wife had joy holding her daughter. Jesus delights in us in all ages. Before you were born. When you were a child. Right now at old age. And when you come to death. You will still be his delight. So. 
two closing thoughts. Uh, my probably my, one of my favorite songs of last year. I, I like Lana Del Rey. Is that okay? Um, okay. Um, but you know, remember, you know, will you still love me when I'm no longer young and beautiful? Right. Jesus, the promise of the gospel is that Jesus loves you now when you're young and beautiful, and he will continue to love you when you're no longer young and beautiful. And there are not very many people that can say that. Um, And I just want to leave you with this this quote. Uh, David Brooks, who writes for the New York Times, listened to him talking, he was talking about Dorothy Day, who was an author, and uh, she never wrote her memoir. You know, if you're a famous, important writer, you're supposed to, like, write this account of your life. And so when someone asked her, they said, you know, did you ever think about writing your memoir? And this is what she said. She said, well, you know, I did. I sat down with a piece of paper, and I wrote on the top, a life remembered. And I sat there trying to think of how to start my memoirs. And as I sat there and I sat there, I thought of the Lord Jesus and his visit to us those centuries ago. And I was just grateful to have had him on my mind. And she said, I didn't really feel the need to write anything else. Um, That is deep joy in Jesus. And it can sustain you in your youth and beyond. And that's the greatest gift you could have if you don't have it. And if you do have it, that is the gift that the world needs. Jesus will still love you when you're no longer young and beautiful. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you um, have found your delight in us. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, Jesus, you know us better than we know ourselves, and yet you would give up everything and have given up everything to be with us and have us. Give us joy. I... I long to see us be the most joyful people on this campus because we know we're secure in you. Would you give us that gift? We pray in your name, Jesus. Amen.